You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If it's midweek, this must be a special edition of Rizcha Dalaisa. I'm Avram Kivalevich. And no, I'm sorry, Rabbi Yosem Gavriel Bechafer is not here with us today. However, I do have a response uh, from one of my dear friends, uh, a person of a great influence and a thinker and a, a, a very wonderful dear friend of mine who we've actually done a program before on principle, Rabbi Mark Gottlieb, who uh, was so interested in the topic that Rabbi Bechaper and I discussed a number of weeks ago, which was uh, whether what's happening in the United States today, uh, specifically uh, what was uh, launched after the death of George Floyd uh, and the movement that erupted somewhat even organically, perhaps, uh, from the American Midwest, from Minneapolis, and throughout the world, was a harbinger of worse times to come. And if uh, I know uh, I shared with Rabbi Gottlieb uh, the article that was the basis of Rabbi Bechhofer and I's uh, program, which was from Hanina Weissman. Just uh, if you didn't hear that program, I just want to recount some of the salient points there, uh, which were that uh, the Orthodox Jews should not be staying in America, um, that um, that what's going to happen, he believes, is that uh, we, the Jews, are going to be the ones that are blamed for uh, events that are occurring outside our seat of power. Um, they've We've had to grovel I, it's hard for me, uh, Rabbi Gottlieb, to even read some of this, but we've had to grovel to the protesters, and uh, they're not going to be satisfied with our solidarity. Uh, they're not going to be satisfied with even what he calls protection money. Um, they're going to be coming for more. Um, the idea of the police force being defunded um, is a terrible, terrible idea, and there's, which will lead to anarchy. And again, a particularly uh, <laughs> lurid imagery, I think, is, 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 is projected by Rabbi Weissman when he says the rules of the jungle will therefore take over the streets of America. Uh, he refers to things, uh, urban unrest or whatever you want to call protests uh, with the old 60s term as riots and um, the communities, even before Corona, were, were hanging by a thread and things will not go away. Orthodox Jews should not remain here. The warning signs were there. Um, We need to realize how proud we are of what America has done for us, but we should realize that uh, what's happening now, especially in terms of these protests, but even in terms of what he talks about, gays and transgenders, uh, what has been pushed down the throats of conservative thinkers that even mentioning anything uh, against or having an alternate opinion, uh, you are labeled a terrible bigot and a racist. And therefore, Israel is the place to go. I think I've sort of like summarized what he had said. So uh, I've asked, I asked Rabbi Gottlieb uh, his opinion because he was quite interested in, in this. And uh, Mark, I've, I've gone on uh, for a while here. Why don't you respond uh, sort of, you know, things you told me and uh, let, let our listeners know, you know, 
where you're coming from. I, I should mention, by the way, again, that Rabbi Gottlieb is the senior director of the Tikva Fund and uh, a person who is very well-versed, I think, in the thoughts of, I don't know if I would call it the neoconservative movement, but at least uh, the, the branch of intellectualism uh, that supports the and values the conservative of the movement is, is, is good for me, <laughs> without, without the prefix. <laughs> what would you say? I said the conservative movement simpliciter, just that is, is capacious enough to include the different subgroups. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't particularly identify as a neoconservative, okay. but, but uh, I certainly um, I, I, uh, affiliate with uh, wonderful colleagues and an institution that, that, has, uh, that has some historical and conceptual connection to neoconservatism. But uh, it's, a, it's, a wide, it's a big tent. Put it that way. I understand. I, I think I agree with you. I, I just would say that um, as opposed to the Goldwater non-thinking conservatism that led to the rise of Richard Nixon, I think you're more almost like a throwback conservative, uh, sort of like, you know, the, the Straussians and others who, um, the students of Strauss, who I think came into American life and and. and we're able to shape an idea of what our culture and what the American dream can really be in real intellectual terms. So would you accept that? <laughs> sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. I, I would, I would aspire to that. I don't know if I'd accept that that, that is what I am, but I certainly would aspire to that. Well, uh, as you know, Mark, I'm a little bit of an, uh, look, I, I, I haven't, I'm sort of like Strauss without Jaffa myself okay okay in other words i love strauss for what i love strauss for what he does for the rambam and what he does for uh rebuta levy and what he does in general for spinoza and thinkers yes i i haven't followed you into that world but i know you you live in it you swim in it and by the way just i should tell listeners that mark rabbi gottlieb and tikva have been kind enough to um allow us to put on our platform the yeshiva newer platform rabbi gottlieb's conserving torah uh, wonderfully constructed, short, <laughs> but incredibly deep uh, thoughts about the Parsha, which are, but also, I think, especially the last one, Mark, uh, the one that you sent me recently from Parsha's Gorach, I think that one was in very much sort of like almost the response to what was going on today. So look, I've given you a lot to work with. The mic's yours, buddy. <laughs> okay, thank you. So, you know, Hananya Weissman has a has a style which can border on the more alarmist or, or the the more emphatic and urgent, um, which you know I might take uh, exception to at times. But but I think his basic contention that America is in the process of an unraveling, a, a cultural amnesia that will shake the very foundations of our civil society. I mean, I think that's undeniable, and I think that's that's cause for great concern. I think the particular solution that that Rabbi Weissman suggests, moving to Eretz Yisrael and Mas, I I object to. Uh, I respect the position one can move to Eretz Yisrael for any number of reasons: uh, the halachic and the theological, the the political, the quality of life. You know, paying less money for your taxes and your Jewish education. There are pragmatic and, and more principled reasons to move to Eretz Yisrael. I think 
the particular thread in his argument of moving to Eretz Yisrael because of the collapse of American society, to me, it seeds too much to the opposition. In other words, it seeds too much to the reigning culture in America. I, I feel that I'm a son of America as much as, not as much as I am a, 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 a Jew, a, a, a Ben, you know, you know, Ben Yisrael, a, a part of, of Knesset Yisrael, of Klai Yisrael. That's obviously my primary identity and, and the most metaphysically and most practically significant way in which I, I self-understand and, and self-identify. But I see myself as an American. I, I was born here. My, my father was a veteran of World War II. I was raised on the symbols and myths and, and images and songs of America. And as Rev Hirsch so beautifully and poignantly and, and you know, maybe somewhat preemptively given the tragic unraveling of, of Western Europe and Germany in particular, the sense that one could at least provisionally make one's home in, in the diaspora, in, in Kuslaritz, and feel that the, the country's ethos, the country's culture, the country's central institutions mean something deeply, dearly to him or her, I think that, that exercises a profound influence on me. Rav Hirsch, as you know, would say that even in exile, we should honor the place of our birth and, and the land that, that, we, that we were nurtured in, the, the crib and, and, the, and the hearth and home that, that we were raised in. And so I think leaving America is abdicating America and all that remains beautiful about America to some pretty pernicious forces. And I just, I'm not prepared to give up on America just yet. Uh, as, as bleak as it is, and I share Rabbi Weissman's you know, d- diagnosis that, that it is very bleak, I, for one, am not ready to, to give up. Maybe that's romantic, maybe that's naive, but I, I feel duty-bound as a matter of gratitude in the deepest sense as, as Rabbeinu Bachia and a number of, of medievals and, and moderns in terms of Musr, the idea of Hakaras Atov to not just a person but to a place is very, very profoundly impactful in my life. So my basic position is that I think he gets the diagnosis largely accurate and if you could, you know, if you could forgive some of the flourish, some of the, in his words, I think there's a lot to really unpack conceptually and substantively, but I don't agree, I don't share the solution of, of fleeing. To me, that's, that's precisely the wrong, that's, that's giving up, that's surrendering, and I'm not prepared to do that yet. Wow, well, you know, I have to say, Mark, uh, and, and you know how much we we appreciate each other and how much I, I take everything that you say um, with uh, as conveying import and, and thoughtfulness, and, and I try to use that to change my own perspective. But I would say that uh, I would take three-quarters of what you're saying in terms of Hirsch. Uh, clearly, uh, what Rav Hirsch did was model uh, – what it meant to be a productive citizen of country. And I think the Washington Heights community and even beyond has, has siphoned a lot of that and, and, and done tremendous things in the United States. However, in terms of, 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 of the ethos of what the country stood for, 
I, I think the Holocaust pretty much wiped that out, right? I mean, I'm saying, you know, again, Germany is a wonderful, Germany has great, uh, has a great history and has produced uh, uh, scholars and especially musicians <laughs> that have made the world better. But I, I think the idea of buying into the ethos of a country, I think the Holocaust warns us that we, we need to be I think careful. It, I- I does, of course it warns us, but unless you're prepared to make an equation between America in 2020 and Germany in 1933 or 1939 or even the 20s, then I think you have to actually probe this a little deeper and say America, which is built unlike Germany, America, which is built on Judeo-Christian principles, the, into, built into the very fabric of, of the country in a much deeper way than Germany was, uh, a, a Medina Shel Chesed, as Rab Moshe Zatzal would put it, uh, I think you can take away the, the the cautionary note that you rightly infer, but not to make the full analogy. No, no, so no, I no, think no. that Rab Hirsch would would say, of course, any any dominion, any any polity that is not grounded in Torah and and the ultimate emes could could degenerate into decadence and and evil, of course. But I think America has built into its cultural DNA, into its political institutions, somewhat of a a vaccine, or it's inoculated somewhat against the the more nefarious strains in the blood and soil type of nationalism that eventuated in, in the Third Reich. So... I, I think it's it's true to say that that the Holocaust puts a, a damper on, on Rav Hirsch's enthusiasm for for embracing a, a kind of patriotism of of the nation, but I don't think it decisively eliminates that very value from our Torah lexicon or our Torah worldview. Yeah. Okay. Look, th- this is probably uh, something that, that can be debated further. And and and, and again, I am w- when I watch the Olympics and when I see the U.S. win a medal, and and in general, even watching old World War II films and things like that, my heart also stirs with patriotism. This was the country that accepted my parents. This was the country after both, you know, my my father and mother's families were were decimated finished this was the place that they limped onto and, and were able to build a new life I, i've spoken often about and i think to you about when, when my brother was born how my father my 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 mother was in the hospital i think i told you and my dad came to visit her but the first thing he wanted to do was vote as a citizen of the united states because that was his night that was his first time voting and he came to see his son and his wife in the hospital glowing from being able to vote, to being able to, from, from being a, um, a despised object of, of extermination to come to this country and to, and to be able to be a, a citizen meant a tremendous to him. So, so again, that, that. Yeah. Well, you're father's... portraying a rainbow is a beautiful, it's a beautiful picture, a portrait of, of what the deeper layers of, of patriotism or, or a sense of Akaras Atov to the United States, much more than like a medal uh, or, or, you know, very much in the opposite frame when Osama bin Laden was, was killed, you know, that the chants of USA, USA in the streets. I'm not talking about that much, much more superficial and, and kind of, you know, jingoistic. That's not the patriotism that I 
that I'm 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 talking about Rob Hirsch's brand in particular, and and the kind of poignancy of of Hakaras Atov and gratitude for the bounty that has been America, the gift of America. Obviously, America is not a perfect country. We are are reforming. You know, we we've had a new birth of freedom in in the Civil War, and perhaps another new birth of freedom in the 20th century. And any any American who knows their history will see that it, we're all about the self-critical and and the deliberate and and the change that's important. But to deny the the goodness, to deny on a metaphysical level, even that you know this has been a place where so so many of our people have been nurtured. You know, your father's story is just one of so many uh, that that speaks the the goodness, the wisdom, the nobility of this country. To just cancel all of that, any any people like our people, like Am Yisrael, like Faisal, that that enshrines the notion of Zachor Yomos Alam Binushnos Dorvador, Nashal Avicha Viagedcha Zekanecha Yomurlach. Any people that enshrines that sense of history, that sense of memory, cannot be comfortable with what is going on in this cancel culture and this culture that wants to deny and revise history. And and that's putting it very mildly, I would say. So, so let me, I know we have only a couple minutes left. But I just want to get your views. Do you really believe um, that uh, the, the taking, for example, if we talk about in a practical way, uh, the taking down of, of, of the monuments, uh, the uh, taking down, changing Columbus, Ohio into, you know, Bland City, Ohio, whatever it is, um, uh, attacking the Jefferson uh, Memorial and things like that. So you really believe that these uh, be, uh, bespeak uh, a very uh, ugly and, and, and ugly, rock- ugly and dangerous, ugly and dangerous. I, I obviously can sympathize with with people of color who who feel that these are symbols of oppression, but that is to radically take an anachronistic or what I would, what C.S. Lewis calls chronological snobbery, where you apply the, the values of today and you retroactively reach back into time and, and measure man and civilization and society and the nation against those very contemporary standards and, and literally try to change history by undoing history. I, I would much rather educate and put you know an additional plaque on, on the site of the statue of, of Robert E. Lee in uh, in Richmond, Virginia, or the Jefferson Monument. I mean, you know, the, there's an Ain Dover Sof dynamic here that I really do worry about. Where, you know, Lincoln Lincoln's monument, because of some of the objectionable things Lincoln said about race, could one day, maybe soon in our day, be subject to cancel culture and to to be torn down. And Jefferson, surely, and Washington. So, as a as a nation, we're gonna cat. We're gonna we're going to eat our own ancestors. That was the the primeval sin of of the Greek gods, where they would eat literally. They would eat, you know, their 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 fathers and mothers, whether it's Oedipus or whether it's Zeus and, and the Titans. Uh, this is dangerous. This is this un, undo, you know, undoes, un, uh, uproots um, history and 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 memory in a very profoundly 
disturbing way. I, I, I saw a wonderful article by Rabbi Norman Lamb's son, Rabbi Norman Lamb's Zichron Lebracha, who just commemorated his Shloshim this past Sunday. So his son, Rabbi Shalom Lamb, wrote a fascinating article in the Hartford, um, one of the Hartford papers about a year or two ago about a Civil War monument um, in Hartford. And basically his argument was, we should take these opportunities to learn from the past instead of obliterating the past or instead of trying to erase the past, you know, put an additional plaque that discusses how, you know, we have now, you know, seen what was, you know, beautiful and, and good about, about these different regions in our country, these different societies that they were not all evil. They didn't represent evil in a consummate and, and absolute categorical way. That's, that's a way we reduce people to caricatures, but that we can learn from our own, our own change, our own growth, our own evolution and refinement as, as a culture and as a civilization. Okay. I just saw this fascinating, um, and I could end with this, Abraham. I saw this fascinating documentary the other day called The Birth of a Movement. It, it portrayed the, the response and the, and the protest against D.W. Griffith's The Birth of a Nation, the, yeah. one, one considered to be you know, one of the icons of early cinema, uh, 1915, and it, it portrayed the opposition, the intellectual and political activist opposition. I had never really seen The Birth of a Nation, and it's, I have. it's pretty awful because <laughs> of the depictions. And, and we should be, you know, we should be aware of the past to know where we've come and, and where we are today. I, I don't think that obliterating the past is good for, for Americans of, of any race, of any ethnicity. And again, I would just close by saying any people like our people, like, like Nesset Yisrael that values history and memory as deeply as we do, even, even a Malek, which is the kernel of all evil, we, we, we remember and not forget. And, 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 uh, and that's the tzivoy, the ase and the los ase. Um, so I, I do think that it's, we find very simplistic approaches to this uh, question of monuments. And, and I think we need to be more thoughtful and, and you know, have, have conversations, certainly not take unilateral action and, and destroy property that, that doesn't belong to you. There's such a thing as civil space. I worry that if the civil space is, is, seen, is seen as just Hefker, then uh, that's, that might be the beginning of the end uh, of, of, what, of what we consider America. Well, I know, Mark, we, we, we're going to end on this, on this point right now, but I, I would just say that, um, you know, sort of like mentioning uh, uh, Zeta Leo one more time, um, there is a difference between what thinkers like yourselves, I'm not going to include myself in that, in that role, and what the masses need. Uh, part of what, you know, the reasons why the philosophers were hounded and killed was because they operated on a much different level than the polis and the society. The society itself, I don't know if it is able to grasp these type of subtleties. And you, you could put plaques up and try to nuance things. We don't live in an age of nuance. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't see, I, I think the way to say, look, let's look at the holistic picture. 
we, in other words, for today's society, we need to say 1776 out, 1619 in. They can't, the nuance and shades of gray are not, uh, aren't what the police can do, whether on the, they're on the left or on the right. I, I, I'm just one more little point to push that's back. A defeatist, that's a very defeatist way of thinking of Rainbow. You're ceding <laughs> all of the territory to the lowest common denominator. And I think that's just who, you, would you do that in Abodas Hashem? Would you do that in your, in your life as a, as a citizen of a, of, a, of a nation? Would you do that in your personal life with your friends and your family? You know, I, I, what I would say is I think we do. To, listen, we can make a part two out of this. But I would say in some ways, people do do that. I think in some ways we know that there is, a, there is the ether, the higher ether of the intellectualism and the thinkers. And then there's what the Hamon, who are concentrated on putting uh, lunch on their table and, and what time is shul start. And, and we know that those type of arguments don't necessarily fly in both areas. So, so I would say, you're right. I think what you are suggesting, I think you, Mark, I believe, are being a little bit unrealistic about what you can expect, uh, the American value. Things, got, just like, the, the you know, we talked about movies, get the message straight. This is what it is. Nuance, you know, that's for the art film. And I think what you're talking about is a little bit uh, of a nuanced position. That I would love to see America. Yes, we understand that. Come on. This is not an America that understands uh, that type of nuance. And it, 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 you're right. It is terrible to see what's happening. But I'm not sure if what you're saying would work either. Again, I don't know. Well, One last thing. Of a, of a counter, uh, short of a counter-revolution that's more of a popular. I mean, and that's, again, I, I don't, I'm not. I'm not, um, I'm not endorsing President Trump. I think he was better than the alternative in, in 2016. But if, if you want to suggest that that's a popular alternative, I would have you know, problems with that kind of popular resistance. But I would choose that popular resistance over the anarchy and, and the deculturalization and, and the total denial of, of history and memory in America that we're seeing now. So if I have to choose between a populist revolution on the right and a populist revolution on the left, you know, I know where my leanings would would take me, <laughs> but you know, that's that's another matter yes, and not I, yeah, right. very germane for, for yeah. this, uh, you know. I, I got through one 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 little more grenade, and that is look, my I'll tell you again, I I, I we're all products of where we come from. You know my name is Avramel Avraham. My middle name is Yitzchok. My mother wanted my middle name to be Lee because she wanted my name to invoke Lincoln. She said, I was thinking of, yeah, I, I oh, wanted, nice. she wanted, so I grew up with Abraham Lincoln as, as, you know, as, as a model of someone. My mother said, you're going to be a lawyer like Abraham Lincoln. And I'm saying, so I have, uh, you know, I, I understand, you know, what this is, but I think Lincoln himself, if we could bring him back to life, would realize that using the founding fathers and talking about America as the last best hope of the earth, I, I believe Lincoln in his heart knew that that was good politic and that was a good way to create a union. Whether the fathers are really Avram Yitzhak and say Washington Jefferson, who was ever up there on Mount Rushmore, that's a good mythos to bond people. The fact that, that again, I, I, I agree with you that it, it could unravel if that mythos is gone. But I have to say, Mark, y you can't be a We know, I think Lincoln himself would have said, 
I'm going to keep that mythos strong because that's going to keep the union. But I think in his heart and in his incredible brain and his mind, he realized that ain't Kyron Lovelace, hell of a You know what I'm saying? Anyway, look, I, I've thrown the little grenade in. It's not fair because I know you have to run. But this has been a lot of fun. Okay. And uh, Thank maybe you. We'll, get you on a, we'll get you on a more regular basis uh, on the Rizcha show. Plus, you're, of course, you're conserving Torah. So that's it, my friends. Uh, please let us know what you thought about this response to, to our Rizcha program. And uh, Mark, I'll catch you definitely in some other uh, at some other venue. Looking forward Thanks to for joining us for another episode so from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.